You're listening to Gear Disrupted. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 12 of the podcast, Year Disrupted. Our mission here, as always, is to encourage and inspire people to live and work abroad through practical tips, actionable insights, and real-life stories. I'm your host, Abby, with my co-host, Gabrielle. Yes, that is right. And look, guys, the world is a crazy place right now. Uh, I don't have to tell you that. There's a lot going on. A lot of coronavirus out there. (laughs) A lot of corona, a lot of just craziness. So today we are hoping to give you a reprieve from that craziness. Uh, If you need to get away from your current situation, your current country, we are here to give you a full update on Medellin, Colombia as a digital nomad place to live. It is our last week here in Medellin. We're about to leave. How does That's it feel, right. Avi? Yeah, it feels crazy. Can't believe it's already been two months here. I know. Seems like we just got here it like does. yesterday. <laughs> it does. We. That's how you know it's a great place when you're not ready to leave. Yeah. If I were ready to, if I were ready to leave, I... It would just mean that Medellin maybe wasn't my place, but we overall had such a great time here. And today we're going to walk you through all of the pros and cons of living in the city as a digital nomad. How do you feel about that? Yeah, let's get started. And just quick disclaimer before we get started, we are going to be talking about Medellin as a digital nomad place to live. Um, Colombia and Medellin in general are amazing to visit regardless. Uh, I'm sure they're amazing to live in, not as a digital nomad. Um, There's so much to Colombia, so much culture, so many places to visit. Um, Today, we will be specifically talking about life as a digital nomad because that is how we lived for the past two months. So that is really what we can speak to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So why did we come to Medellin? Like we we talked about this before, but... Yeah, so... We came to Medellin because a lot of our friends recommended that to us as a great place to work remotely because it was a good city with great infrastructure and had a good international food scene, had a good expat community. And that's pretty much all we knew about Medellin. We didn't have anything else to go by, uh, but I think we took our friend's advice we also checked that website that we've mentioned before. It's called the uh, nomadlist.com and, and Medellin happened to have pretty decent ratings. So we figured that'd be a good place to start. Yeah. Yeah. So we didn't have any particular expectations, but we did put a lot of faith into the city as our first stop in Year Disrupted. And I think Medellin, Colombia will always hold a special place in our hearts for being such an amazing first step into this lifestyle yeah so we're going to of course start with the good news we're going to get into the pros we'll go briefly through the cons because there are not as many and then at the end we will introduce you to our official year disrupted city scoring guide (laughs) which we created just the other day but it is going to be a main staple in our reviews of digital nomad places right yep that's right (laughs) So stay tuned to the end to find out what official score we're giving Medellin and how we came up with that score. 
But first and foremost, let us get into the pros of this city. Abby, do you want to kick us off with the first pro? So first one is there's great places to work. So as a digital nomad, you definitely need places that have good, reliable internet service, great place where you can set up your temporary office. And in that particular aspect, Medellin is, is fantastic. There's tons mind. of yeah, tons of great cafes with power outlets and yeah. good coffee. You can sit there and all of them have free unlimited internet so you can just sit there all day if you want. And no one gives you weird looks when you've been there for five hours. No one's like kind of trying to get you out of there. Exactly. And in addition to that, there's also co-working spaces if you really need your own desk or even an office or a conference room even those are available all within walking distance from the the Medellin El Poblado area yeah and and even in other neighborhoods of Medellin as well and for me I had worked from home for a little bit before we left and I'm somebody who needs to spend time out of the house I get really claustrophobic when I work from home home every day but I feel like when I would go to local coffee shops primarily local Starbucks in my area back in California because that was really what was around I would spend about Avi I don't know if you feel me on this 33% of the time looking for a place to sit with an outlet the other 33% kind of like being annoyed at people or wi-fi or something and then the other 33% actually getting work done but the cafes in Medellin are just optimized for posting up all day yeah you can really a day can fly by you have a good coffee maybe you have like a menu del dia we'll get into that later uh for lunch but you can really spend an entire day in one or two cafes and it's perfect yeah and we did that many times uh, many times yeah. where we posted up at a cafe all day put in eight hours of work yeah. um and it was amazing and i think in addition to that one thing also as compared to sitting at a starbucks that we were used to is that cafes in medellin were pretty quiet and it wasn't like loud people running around um it seems like a lot of people um are there to to work yeah we didn't see like any kids there were no kids (laughs) running around yeah there's no kids in the cafes (laughs) no kids in medellin no Uh, i'm just kidding no kids in the cafes but yeah it's like very quiet so i think we worked out of co-working space a couple of times but for us cafes, cafes were just great. as well yeah and the wi-fi was great and this kind of leads us into our next huge pro but another thing that's great about the cafes is you have a chance to see your friends or meet new friends and this is one of our huge huge pros is the amazing digital nomad community in medellin um it's it's like for such a decently large city it's such a tight-knit community where eventually if you meet one person you'll kind of meet everybody yeah um people are friendly they're accepting they are so ready to network and learn they're ready to shut off from work and have fun like i met some really amazing people that i know i will want to see again and we've just had such a great time with people right that's right yeah and like you said you meet one person and then it's kind of like you get to know the entire community and that's kind of how we went and next thing you know you're running into the same people just at the cafes uh even if you don't plan to hang out and 
There are other days we all where we all plan to just co-working sessions, yeah. hanging out at cafes and meeting new people, learning about their businesses. So it was uh, quite quite a great experience. And it's amazing too because we've talked a lot about that terrible office culture where you are forced to talk to people that you don't necessarily want mm-hmm. to, like by the drinking fountain or in the lunchroom. But I think it works quite the opposite here. You go to cafes with either like Abby and I go together or we meet up with friends there and you don't resent their presence. In fact, you get your work done and then maybe every couple hours you check in with each other, discuss some work things. But it is so nice to have that community there because being a digital nomad can at times be a little bit lonely um and to have somebody that you can bounce ideas with off or hey was i an asshole to my client just now things like that are really amazing and because everybody is kind of in the same boat you become friends really quickly um abby and i met another couple shout out to austin and Lindsay, and we met them got to know them and like within a couple weeks we are all on vacation together there's no like weird awkward stage of trying to get to know each other you're just kind of like oh well this is what we're here for so let's be friends exactly yeah yeah as we've mentioned before you know that that's one great thing about traveling in digital nomads it's it's like everyone is the new kid at the school so everyone's super friendly and willing to share their ideas hang out and even go on vacations together (laughs) yeah and for those of you wondering like how do you meet people um one just go to cafes see what's up, go to a co-working space. Um, there are Facebook groups as well. So just do it sooner than later. Meet one person, meet two. And if you put the effort in at the beginning, you will start to meet the whole community. That is right. Yeah. All right. So what's our third pro? Our third pro is that we are happy to say that Medellin has a fantastic food scene Dun, dun, dun. We're both foodies, and like we've said before, we're spoiled in Southern California. Um, so we are a little worried, not that Colombian food is bad, but too much of anything gets boring after a while. However, was that the case? Nope, not at all. <laughs> like, I think out of all the cities that we visited in South America, Medellin definitely had a pretty good international food scene. Yeah, so whether you want some ramen, sushi, tacos, tacos. Yeah, and it's good food yeah. and it's affordable food too. Yeah. We went to a five-star restaurant, 13-course meal for fun and that was insanely that was affordable. Amaz- yeah. Yeah, and, and it's it was amazing. like one of the best like dining experiences we've had. Yeah. So, a lot of good food if that's your thing. Yeah, we'll be posting a full blog of our favorite restaurants. Um, by the time this episode is out, you can probably already go on to yourdisruptor.com and check it out. But there is, you know, in addition to really delicious and affordable Colombian food, uh, there's a never-ending chain of restaurants to discover there. So yeah. you will not be bored by the food scene there. And the good news is that eating out is almost... The exact same price as eating it. Right. And <laughs> we'll get into that in the con and section. And then uh, <laughs> if uh, American fast food is your thing, you don't have to worry about that either. They got Burger King, Papa John's, Pizza Hut, Domino's, McDonald's, KFC. What else? Yeah. You, you, got, you, you Mc- got all that stuff. You got McDonald's, Pizza Hut, and Domino's. Yeah. And you Papa did. John's. You got Papa John's? 
Yeah. Pizza Remember? Hut. Oh, not Pizza Hut. They have Pizza Hut, too. Shit. Yeah. So you have plenty of options if you start to miss that that uh, American fast food. All right. Yeah. Next pro coming right along. Um, One thing we loved about this city is that there is something for everybody. Um, whether you like to party hardy, whether you are like, you like to be active, whether you like to be spiritual, whether you like to dance, whether you like to engage in cultural activities or a healthy mixture of all of those things, there is something for you. Now, this was one thing I was really looking forward to and hoping was true. We come from Southern California. There is a lot to do there, but sometimes with all of the driving involved, you don't take advantage of those kinds of opportunities here there's always something to do and there is really a community based on whatever you want you know there is a huge party and nightlife community there but there is also a very large like yoga and spiritual community as well so you can do both you can do everything you can go really hard at one and you will find a place and a space for that right yeah so if you're into party there's Plenty of nightlife. There's uh, sports bars. If you want to go watch a game, there's also nightclubs. There's also salsa bars. Um, if you are a daytime partier, there's also plenty of uh, good spaces to like have a rooftop party uh, during daytime, get some brunch. So plenty of options for that. Same thing for being active. A lot of good gyms in, yeah. in Medellin. Um, the gym we went to was half the price as far as the monthly membership goes but it was way nicer with with much newer equipment so yeah if you want to stay active that's that's good another great thing that the city does is every sunday they pretty much close one side of the street just for people to run bike and all those kind of things so everyone in the city is is pretty active there's also uh public gyms in the parks yeah. like on <laughs> every other just block. not even yeah. pay for a gym just yeah, go work so out in the park if you don't mind picking up some uh rusty <laughs> yeah. equipment maybe you, don't you can do, that definitely do that with coronavirus these days uh, yeah i mean medicine still seems safe and then same thing yeah with with you know dancing and stuff and cultural experiences there's a lot of options to go take salsa yeah. bachata classes and also do language exchanges with local yeah. so overall um a pretty great experience yeah there is so much to do there mm. speaking of things to do our other pro for medellin is the proximity of medellin to other towns and nature um medellin is a city there's traffic it's polluted and and there's a lot of great things in the city but if you're craving some nature if you're craving a small town vibe it, it's so accessible, whether it's a bus ride, uh, you rent a car, whether it's a quick f- and cheap flight. Yeah. Uh, day trips, multi-day trips are so, so easy and affordable and accessible. That's right. Yeah. There's this cool town of Guatape that's about two hours away. Yeah. If you want to go spend a day there, that's really beautiful. But just around the city, too, because Medellin is in a valley, it's it's surrounded by these mountains so there's there's plenty of options to just like go for a day hike yeah and get your nature in get some fresh air and reset yeah again check out our blog we have full posts about some of our day trips to guatape to a really awesome waterfall as well as our multi-day trip to a nearby town of salento in 
Colombia's coffee, coffee region. region. So that is right. Yeah, you will not essentially if you're noticing a trend here, you will not be bored in Medellin. It's a really great city. There's mm -hmm. always something to do there. There's literally if you're bored, that's your problem. Oh, yeah. There's like so much to do there. Oh my gosh. All right, and then the next pro on our list is that it's a modern city with uh, modern facilities. Yeah. So transportation system is great. The city has a great subway system. It's also tied to the cable car system that runs up to the communas. So that's kind of cool. You also can use ride-hailing apps. Uber's no longer in, in Colombia, but there's Cabify, and I think there's a bunch of others, Didi, that you can use. Um, for us, we just used the regular taxis and really didn't have any issues. Eh, so Most of the time. <laughs> majority of the time. So that was uh, pretty good. Um, other than that... Yeah, I mean, you can... Services, haircuts, um, if you're into that shit, like nails and hair and things that I definitely enjoy partaking <laughs> in. Um, super cheap. Super awesome, super accessible. Abby got a great haircut. Yeah, I mean, with a massage, right? You got a haircut. And yeah, a think of that. Like, I went for a haircut. The place was half bar, half barbershop. Okay, <laughs> barbershop. Um, the the barber wore gloves, wore a face mask to not like cough or breathe on me <laughs> which was great i'm and, sure you loved that and while i was uh getting my hair cut some other lady also gave me hand massages and all that for half the price of what i used to pay for a haircut in california that is service so, so what else can you and this was like a really nice place yeah. not just like a, a hole in the wall barbershop yeah so Things that everyday services yeah. cost less. We're going to kind of transition or add to that, but also healthcare too. Uh, if you are from America, you understand what a shit show it is to get any kind of healthcare, quality healthcare, um, things of that nature. Within the first couple of weeks, I needed to go to the doctor. I went for a $30 in total for a checkup and like two weeks of medication. Yeah no insurance i mean that's just the way things roll around here so whether you need just an everyday checkup or we also know one of our friends who got lasik eye surgery in medellin um their facilities are great right and much more affordable yeah um okay just to kind of wrap up our pros a couple quick ones um uh, also the locals are very friendly mm -hmm. uh, i very I, respectful i love colombians yeah, yeah. Can we talk for a second about elevator culture? Yeah, yeah, the elevator culture was great. Like <laughs> everyone who walks onto the elevator says, you know, buenas tardes, good afternoon or and then when they leave they say, you know, see have you a good day or see you later. Yeah. Um so it was and it, this is not just an elevator culture, but overall, you know, I think the the locals were very polite and friendly more than at least I personally expected it to be. Um, you know, everyone greets each other and, yeah. and says hi, hello. They even say and, yeah. what they even say like what's up yeah. when they come in the elevator. Yeah. I mean, if you did that in the US, people would call the police. Yeah. People would be like, What are you doing? Yeah. I don't <laughs> can you imagine if someone said hello in an elevator? Um <laughs> yeah, so that so, was really great. Yeah. And people then, are so sweet. Yeah. And then another one is uh as far as like 
Robbie, which is their service to Robbie, (laughs) which is their service for like getting anything, anything, anything you want to get delivered at your house. Yeah. And this is no Postmates bullshit where you order Chinese food and the delivery fee is like twenty five fucking dollars. You pay two dollars for a delivery fee. Two dollars. And well, Postmates, right? No, Robbie. Was it two? I thought one. One to two dollars. Okay, one to two dollars. That is the delivery fee. You get it delivered in yeah. an hour, whatever you need. Someone will do your freaking groceries for you. They'll bring you sushi in bed. They'll bring you a bottle of scotch. Yeah. This is, these are cash. all things we if If you run out order. of cash, yeah, you can order straight up cash and someone will bring you cash through Rappi. Yeah. That's how great Rappi's. I cannot believe we don't have this service in U.S. I cannot but underscore you can enough. pretty much order everything through Rappi that we've we've tried to order so far. Yeah, and it's, it's a clutch. We had a party and we did not order enough champagne for the party. So yeah. what did we do? Just bust out Rappi. 40 minutes later, man's yeah, coming through show. with like three bottles of champagne for a one and a half dollar delivery yeah. fee. And to be clear, like if, uh, yeah, there's the one and a half dollar uh, delivery fee, but there's also a Rappi Prime, which is kind of like Amazon Prime where there's no delivery fee. You just yeah. put, so if you're an... You're a Rappi ad- addict. Yeah, if you're a Rappi addict, which one of our friends was... Uh, you can just <laughs> sign up for the Prime and get shit delivered all day long and you never have to step off. So shout out to Rappi. It's R-A-P-P-I. If you're download in Medellin, definitely right check it out. It yeah. took us like it's a, a, a little bit too yeah. long to download it and I don't know why. Uh, but, you know, proceed with caution because we definitely were like, we can just Rappi it. And then, mm-hmm. you know, five additional items later that we didn't need. But yeah. Overall, for the pros, we will say that Medellin gives you pretty much everything that you need to create a solid routine um, to have fun and to meet other digital nomads. So I can't think of a better first city for us. I mean, not that I have any other first cities that I've been to for this lifestyle, but it really exceeded our expectations and we would go back certainly to see more definitely yeah i feel like we are leaving a bit too soon and there's still a lot more we want to experience here so who knows maybe we'll be back yeah so let's get into cons yeah. uh, again <laughs> well, part of our promise to you with this podcast is to just give it to you straight uh not to sugarcoat things or hide things so these are our cons um that we've discovered in living as a digital nomad in Medellin this might not be your experience um but this was ours so we're gonna go ahead and talk about it first one is a uh, cost I think the cost is is still less than what we we would have paid back in California oh, yeah. but at the same time it was higher than what we thought it would be and I think the biggest one is definitely groceries and I think the reason for this is that the modern grocery stores that we're used to. So I think there's one or two chains in Medellin. One goes by Caruya, and I think the other one is Exito. Mm -hmm. If you try to get groceries there, they are pretty much the same price as what we were used to paying in California. If not more. If not more, Like We could go to Trader Joe's and feed both of us for a week of meal prep for $75. Here, it's like we would be lucky if we could get four and a half five days of food under a hundred dollars right and And that was still eat we'd still have to eat out during that 
that haul and probably Rappi some shit because we forgot stuff. Yeah, so food definitely, like getting groceries did seem pretty expensive. And yeah, toiletries Toiletries, shampoo. Like we didn't bring, purposely we didn't bring shampoo, conditioner, uh, face wash, lotion because we thought we could buy it for one to two dollars in Medellin. That is not the case. In fact, sunscreen, face wash, shampoo, hair products, you'll be paying more than yeah. you would pay. And and they only have name brand items. So they only have like the Neutrogena and the L'Oreal and things that you would find at a Target. But it's more expensive because it's imported. So yeah, keep those things in mind. Now, there are ways to do it in a cheaper way. And we kind of realized that towards the end of our, our week here where... First thing is there is a meal delivery service uh, that, you know, we met a friend who runs here. I think it's called the House, House of Broccoli. It's called House of Broccoli. So uh, they do deliver meals for like five bucks per meal, which is kind of cool. We just found out about that and we tried their service for one week. It was great. Uh, if we had known about this sooner, we would have probably subscribed to the meal delivery service during the week. Um, another thing is... Yes, if you're in El Poblado or Loreles area, the grocery stores are expensive there. But if you're willing to maybe go to other neighborhoods, which are more uh, targeted towards the, the local people and where they have the, the local shops, then you will be able to find groceries for cheaper than what we were, than what we found. So there are ways to do it on a cheaper side. But with that being said, a proper grocery store in Medellin was was pretty expensive yeah yeah so that was that was a bummer we definitely we've we've talked about budgeting in the past and we will you know we definitely spent outside of our budget here uh it's all a learning process so you know we we could have been better about it i'm sure but one thing is with with working from home and trying to keep to a schedule you want to also keep to an eating schedule and we like to eat healthy. We don't like to eat out all the time. So it, it was a little bit challenging to find an affordable way to handle food. Right. Yeah. And one more thing I forgot to mention is, is this is something also we learned kind of towards the end here is um, a lot of local restaurants have menu del dia, mm-hmm. which only costs about three dollars per meal and it's a it's a Just very lunch yeah and it's it's only for lunch it's a fixed menu that's why it's called menu del dia which is menu of the day <laughs> and it's uh it's it's great food very filling normally you get like a bowl of soup and then a full plate along with um, a cup of juice and all that for three bucks so if you're out and about on a daily basis or working from cafes you can certainly have your lunch at a menu del dia place there's plenty of those around around the town, around the city uh, that you can go to. Really delicious food. Um, so that's another way to do food on a budget. So honestly, you could do like a menu del dia every day for $3, a house of broccoli dinner for $5, and like a breakfast, you know, bar. You could live on $10 a day for food there. Yeah. We didn't We didn't find out about these things until after we had gone through the frustrating cycle of grocery spending so there is a way to do it cheaper yeah that's enough about costs what's the next con um so this is more of a obby opinion con um (laughs) but the language um 
it, it really is beneficial to know Spanish. Um, I've traveled all over the world, so has Avi, and you can usually get by pretty well on English. In Colombia, it is a bit different in Medellin. I speak Spanish, and so I didn't have too much of a problem, um, but I really see how if you do not speak Spanish, yeah, it would be a bit challenging for you. And we did talk to other friends who were like, man, I really need to learn Spanish. It's It kind of sucks not knowing Spanish. Right, yeah. What's the next one? So next one is, this one is more for you, so, <laughs> but I'll, I'll say it. So the next one is, uh, it can be a bit uncomfortable for women at times. And I could feel this too. Um, it's just the way women get stared at by, by the local men. And in particular, women that are, are Caucasian and um, stand out easily. So, you know, with Gabby being blonde, blue-eyed, pretty girl, <laughs> um, we could definitely see like this, just like everywhere we went, people just like stared at her, and especially the dudes just uh, completely stared at her. Like even the cars driving by would like slow down just to like look at her. Which came off as a surprise. I mean, it seemed like Medellin being like a pretty modern city and, uh, you know, good culture, people being very polite. That one thing seemed to really stand out. Yeah, no, you're right. And again, like I said, that we're being honest. This might not be your experience. This was mine. Um, so I'm not speaking to everybody else's experience, but this was certainly mine. This was the experience of other women I talked to. Um but I think having traveled around the world, I haven't necessarily experienced these kinds of looks. And I've never lived in a place where I felt like I needed to look down all of the time. Um, and as a woman or as a person, that's a very disempowering feeling. It it just, it frankly sucks. Um, so no matter what you're wearing, no matter, you know, it doesn't fucking matter what you're wearing. It's like, it's a them problem. So um, yeah, that that was uncomfortable. Luckily, like it, it, it would result in sometimes comments or, or definitely look, stares or or gestures. But um, I never felt like nobody ever touched me when without my consent or anything like that. But still, you know, especially in a city that you're trying to make your home, it's not a great feeling um, to feel like you have to look down or you you don't feel comfortable walking around alone just for the sheer eye I gazes looking you up and down slight harassment so uh that was my experience um I'd be curious to know if people went there and didn't experience that at all all right last con on our list <laughs> is uh do we need to disclaim this one yes I think we need to yeah. let people know and Disclaimer. again again this may be a con may not be a con depends on who you are and and what you're into uh, but for us, this definitely felt like something we were uncomfortable with, and that is um, prostitution in Medellin, and I believe all of Colombia is legal. Um, so by the law, it is supposed to stay restricted to red zones, like designated areas, which El Poblado or Parque Eras in El Poblado tends to be. But that area is also where the, the nightclubs mm -hmm. are. So what happens is you have prostitutes at 
the nightclubs and and it becomes difficult where you walk in and you do not know which woman is just there with her friends or is a normal person or if they are a prostitute or not. I mean, over time, you kind of get the idea, but uh, that was certainly uncomfortable. Yeah, and like we definitely don't have anything against prostitution at all. I don't think it's this sin, but I think when it's so upfront and in your face like that, that just gets a little much where like especially from... A woman's perspective, too, it is very much like, um, you know, a market there. It's very much a thing. It's very much there for tourists. So when you're just trying to go out with your friends and enjoy your evening and that's just super in your face, uh, it can be a little yeah. like we've we've gone into clubs, Abby and I, and just realized, oh, this is like all prostitutes. This and is, just us. <laughs> yeah. Or or, you know, it's just. It, it just adds like kind of a different vibe to thing. And Again, then, it might be your vibe, but it wasn't necessarily our vibe. And, and you're, it's there. It's everywhere. It's, it's like in the nightlife area. It's everywhere. So I think that if if it was more like a red light district in, in say, Amsterdam, which is, you know, I've, I've been there before, that is like relegated to a certain area. You go there for that. Yeah. And from a male's perspective, you can also see how that makes things difficult. It's kind of like if you approach a girl at a bar thinking she's cute mm-hmm. and and then you find out that she's a sex worker, that's kind of disappointing. Or the other end of that is where you approach a girl, she's not a sex worker, but because you are a tourist or you know a gringo who doesn't speak much Spanish, chances are they think that you're assuming that they're a sex worker. Yeah. So that kind of adds like a lot of confusion to the the dating scene in Medellin mm-hmm. too. And this is something like we've heard from other people. And it so, keeps things separate too. Like the yeah. lines, like we'll go out with our friends that we've met, but it's it's like you don't, you can't necessarily easily integrate with maybe the locals at these clubs because like many of the local women, it, it is that, that blurry line. Right. So, you know, Avi and I were, together we're dating but we've heard from other people who are dating in Medellin that it might be just a challenging it's just a, it's very in your face it's very a thing so there are you know certain downsides for men there are certain downsides for women because of the the prevalency of that so again no judgment but that was our experience so we definitely want to Touch on that. Don't send us hate mail. <laughs> have a civilized yeah. discussion if you disagree with us, yeah. people. But this is our, this is our opinion. Yeah. Damn it. All right. Well, those were all our cons. But before we give our scores for Medellin, just yeah. a couple of things that we wish we'd known before going to Medellin. Yeah. So we'll just quickly go over that. Uh, first thing first, we already mentioned this, is that groceries are expensive. Yeah. If you go to a proper supermarket type, Whole Foods type, or Target type grocery store. We just wish we would have figured out the food thing earlier. And then uh, next thing is Google Fi, which is the phone plan. So uh, we had discussed this back in episode three. (laughs) You can go check it out. But we were recommended to bring a Google Fi phone plan because it works internationally. Yeah, we had ordered our SIM cards, but we did not activate it until we left the country. And turns out you cannot activate Google Fi outside of U.S. So this is not very relevant to just Medellin, but in general, 
if you are planning on using Google Fi while being a digital nomad, make sure you activate your SIM cards before leaving. Uh, last one, try to figure out your preferred working yeah. schedule ahead of time. Yeah, this is, this is um, I think, if I could recommend anything, it would be to just take inventory of the kind of person you are, of the things that you like. Obviously, if you are living as a digital nomad, work is a really important part of your lifestyle. And I'm sure if you are living against the status quo, you're all about optimization and being efficient, which we very much are. So give some thought into what might work for you. Um, for example, I already told you I'm somebody who needs to get out of the house, but I tried for at least the first month to just spend most days inside working from home uh, before tapping into the cafe setting. So, you know, start start to come up with a plan. It will really help you establish a routine. Are you someone who wants to go to a cafe twice a week every single day just for mornings? Never. Um, just think about those things and plan accordingly. It will you know, sometimes as when you have this kind of freedom, the the amount of choices can become overwhelming and anxiety right. inducing. So try to give this some thought ahead of time so you are saving yourself from having to make one less decision on uh, a daily basis. That is right. All right. And with that, we will give you the ear disrupted score. We've invented our own proprietary scoring method <laughs> based exclusively on digital nomads um we've certainly looked at nomad lists and things like that but we are creating our own grading system and obviously going to break it down for you so cost of living gets a six by ten i think most things in medellin were pretty affordable next one is place to work whether it's co-working spaces or cafes we would rate that a nine out of ten yeah. like yeah this blew my mind it's so much better than anything we found at home in California. That is right. Um, next would be the digital nomad community. We rate that as an eight. We've already gotten into that. I'd say the the last three, the cost of living, place to work, and digital nomad community are all better than they were back home in California. Nightlife gets a 6.5 out of 10. Nightlife in Medellin is pretty good and there's plenty to do, but there's certainly not the the best nightlife we've experienced and so that's kind of the reason for that score um next outdoor recreation seven um it is there it's it involves some getting to but it's there and it's accessible so that's why it gets a seven um in terms of the safety slash female friendly category we're kind of lumping this into one category because they often go hand in hand we rated that a six modern facilities gets a 8.5 out of 10 Medical and healthcare options gets an 8 out of 10. Food gets a 7 out of 10. And the weather slash air, uh, we're doing this in both in terms of weather and, um, you know, warm weather can also be bad sometimes, but also pollution. So all in all, the weather slash air category gets a 7.5 out of 10. So the overall <laughs> ear disrupted <laughs> we'll score get for Medellin, ding, 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 dun, dun, dun is 75 and a half out of 100 yeah so that's our score uh we don't have any other cities to compare <laughs> to right now we might have to go back and see yeah. no what we're going to do on our website or somewhere is score california as like a benchmark um yeah. because 
honestly, even though, you know, I California would currently, based on these categories, be at a much lower score for living as a digital nomad. Yeah. Wouldn't you agree? So this 75, don't think of it in terms of, oh, I got a 75 on my paper and now my parents are disappointed in me. This is just the how we've rated it. Um, it's still better than California. Um, and, you know, our next step, our next long-term step is Bali. So we'll be able to rank that. That's right. But before Bali, we got a one-month layover in India. Yeah. So pretty long layover. Speaking of layovers, real quick, we have had to adjust our travel plans because of the hashtag coronavirus. So originally, once upon a time in a corona-free world, we thought it would be a great idea (laughs) to stop in Rome, Italy for a day and explore the beautiful Italian countryside. Eat some delicious pasta. Eat some pasta before going to India. That is long before India be, or it, Italy became a red zone for coronavirus. Yeah. So literally that entire country is shutting down. Our tickets are non-refundable. Our travel insurance does not cover it. Shout out to that. Because if we went to Italy, then we would have to possibly get quarantined in India. And, and nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. So we were supposed to spend a day in Madrid, a day in Italy, and we are actually skipping all of that we won't leave the madrid airport so you know what guys stay safe out there colombia still has one of the lowest incidents of corona of all the places we've touched (laughs) which isn't many places but certainly better than california right now that is right so um yeah thank you so much we have been getting some really great feedback from listeners um we, if you haven't checked out our website already, yeardisrupted.com, yeah, we recently redesigned exactly. the whole website yeah. designed with your usability in mind. So check out our resources, our blogs. We have tons and tons of blogs about Medellin. If you are going to go there either to live or to visit, it, it should definitely be on the top of your list. Yep, and as always, please feel free to reach out at Ear Disrupted on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Mm -hmm. We'll have some videos soon. Yep, we'll have some videos up soon as well. And uh, And again, we are always taking, you know, input. If there's an episode or topic you really want us to cover, let us know. That's it. All right. With that, we'll end today's episode. Thank you so much, you guys, for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Please give us a five-star rating. Please subscribe. And please leave us a review. Do it. Until next time. Bye. And just... Oh, bye. (laughs)